Elijah. And Elijah was coming off a better decade of ministry. I mean, this guy had it all going for him. God was using him in a tremendous way. The, the, the brother was so bad, he went one day to the king and he told King Ahab, he says, listen, because of the way you live in your life, God has told me to tell you, it's not going to rain and there won't be any dew on the ground unless I say it can rain and I say there can be some dew on the ground. And the king didn't take that too well, but um, it didn't rain and when everybody else was hungry, uh, Brother Elijah, he went out by the cherubic brook and he had his food delivered to him from the early DoorDash services. Only they called them ravens back then. And when that food ran out, God sent him to a widow. And this widow, she only had a little bit of oil and a little bit of flour. And she was getting ready to eat and cook that for her last meal. And this brother told her, look, just go ahead and use that and cook something for me to eat. And then after you feed me, then you can feed yourself. That little bit of oil and that little bit of flour ended up lasting months and months for food. He got the people so loud up, they killed all 400 of your prophets of them. 
How many of you know that wasn't good news, Jezebel? That was not good news. Jezebel said, May the gods deal with me if by this time tomorrow Elijah's head is not cut off.
And the museum said, Elijah, what are you doing here? He probably would have said, I am quitting. I am giving up. Not doing another thing for the Lord. I'm sick and tired of dealing with these people in my situation. So I'm going to sleep right here so that the Lord can take me straight to heaven. So don't worry, I'll be gone pretty soon. Friends, I want you to know that if you are faithful to God in the year 2020, God is going to do some incredible, wonderful things in your life. And I want you to know if you are faithful to God in the year 2020, God's going to send some terrific trials into your life. I didn't hear as many amen. I'm just telling you what the scriptures say. You are going to be wondering if what you're doing is really making a difference. Because when you look at other people, it can be depressing. How many of you have been working hard for some folk and you haven't seen an ounce of change? <laughs> You've been ready to turn them over completely to the other side. You have to remember the words of Jesus when he said, I have told you these things so that in me you might have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Now think about this. If Elijah had really wanted to die, he did not have to travel a hundred miles by foot to Mershi. He did not have to go a day into the desert. All he had to do when he heard the news was just stay where he was. Just then I'm going to send him on to heaven real good.
God is not finished with you yet. Because the presence of the Lord is about to pass. 
God was not in the wind. And then he feels the ground start to shake and the mountain starts to move. And this huge opening in the ground with this earthquake. And it's a mighty display of God's power. Scripture says the Lord was not in the earthquake. And then he sees this huge plane coming around, spinning, flames reaching up to the top of the building. Flames like we see now in Australia and California, where they're just going up trees. And the scripture again says, but the Lord was not in the fire. And afterwards, he hears a gentle whisper that causes Elisha to pull his cloak over his face and to go to the mouth of the cave. You know, we, we often look for God to do some spectacular event. And we think if God just did this, this spectacular event, it's going to change people's hearts, change people's lives, change this. No, it's not. You know, God has already done something spectacular in creating you. You got a brain smarter than any computer. You got something that regulates you when you're supposed to get up, when you're supposed to go to sleep, when you're supposed to do this, when you're supposed to do that, and you don't even put it on the schedule. I used to think, I said, you know, God, maybe one Sunday when I'm preaching, if I just start walking like this, and I just walk right on off the stage and keep walking on the air, all the way to the Cleveland, and you hide 
sometimes spiritually, the place we are. It's just as far from where God wants us to be as Cleveland is from Chicago. The greatest challenge in 2020 that all of us are going to face is to make compromises. You know, the devil doesn't try to make us switch our minds about the truth of God all at once. He does it in little pieces. And he knows if we can compromise, get us to compromise here, he's patient. He'll wait 10 years for you to move from here to here. Because you won't know that you actually moved from there to here. Where are you compromising? Where are you saying to Jesus, no Lord, you, you really don't have the right to be Lord of my life in this area. Are we even aware that there's a, a value shift that's taking place in our relationship with God? Do we realize when something is trying to win our hearts? Every movie you watch has a message. Every show you watch has a message. Are you able to see this is trying to change my mind about this? Are we even aware of when our actions grieve the Holy Spirit? Is there any of you who've been like me sometimes that you've just been so insistent on getting your rights and what you wanted that you didn't ask the question, how is this hurting somebody? How is this grieving the Spirit? When Elisha was asked the question, he repeated the same story to justify why it was he was so far away from God and what God called him to do. And this time, the summary was basically, he had tried real hard, it didn't work, the people still was doing what they wanted to do, everybody that believed like he believed had been killed, and now he was the only one left trying to serve God. Bottom line, that's my assessment. And so because of that, he thought that there was nothing left for him to do except go to a nice holy spot and be with God on Mount Sinai. How I many you know when Jesus says, come follow me, he was never saying that our relationship to him was just about us and him. The mere fact that Jesus called us was he wanted to change us so that we could have an impact in other people's lives. We have been called into a plan that is much bigger than ourselves, a plan with eternal consequences. We are where we are because God needs us there to reach someone for him. Elisha's word that God gave to him wasn't what he was hoping for. Sometimes we say, if I could just hear from God, that might be the last person you want to hear from. God finally speaks to Elisha and he says, Elisha, get up and go back the way you came. Be careful how far you run away from God. It might be a long way back to get on the assignment. And God says, I got three things for you to do. I want you 
get to City Hill Solo this week? There's 47 more weeks to come. <laughs> Somebody took you away for a lesson in the spot. It'll be there next week. <laughs> Somebody didn't smile at you the way they should have smiled at you. They didn't have their glasses on. They didn't even see you. We thank you, God, that you've already made 